I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies. So we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you Ritual for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. We're just seven days out from the election. And there are just a few you know, minor things to talk about. This is Sarah from the left and Beth from the right. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. It's our birthday week, y'all. Woo-hoo! We I need some sort of celebratory music. Yeah, it's, I can't believe it's been a year. So we're, you know, we're just asking everything we usually ask you to do. We're just asking you to do more of it because it's our birthday. So leave us an iTunes review or follow us on our new Instagram account. What we would love a sort of little, we can call it a membership drive like they put you through in their, um, in the fall on NPR, which is we would love for people to become supporters of the show. We have three tiers of membership, a coffee, which is $5 a month, lunch, which is $10 a month, and then dinner, which I believe is $25. I'm not positive. That's kind of sad. But um, it's a great way to support our show. And it's nice to have um, sort of dependable support from listeners so that we can pay a lot of the bills associated with putting Pansy Politics together. 
You can also visit our website, PantsyPoliticsShow.com, to read our blog. We're getting more content up all the time. I really want to make sure that you see Margaret Young's post about the Supreme Court in Canada, which I thought was so interesting, like really great perspective on the fact that the American system is a choice. You know, sometimes we get really entrenched in our own systems, but we designed those systems. And I think learning more about what happens in Canada helps us remember that. And then also, Andrew has a great post on the pro-life position as being a position that is about more than just religion definitely sparked some uh, thought-provoking dialogue on our Facebook page, and we would love for that to continue. So because we are crazy people, we've decided to release a new podcast every day for the last week before the election. We are crazy people. It is our birthday, and the election is almost here. So they're really. And wasn't I'm any running for office, <laughs> which makes it extra crazy on my part. So we thought we would do at the beginning of each one of these. We're going to do relatively short episodes every day until the election, and we thought we would start with sort of a daily like temperature, like how are you feeling? So Sarah, how are you feeling? I've stopped paying attention. Is that bad since we're going to do daily, be doing daily shows? We no, I just have had some to things pay- to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, for real, um, I took sort of the weekend off because I was borderline anxious. And, but I, I really think that my temperature, I predict my temperature will stay sort of steady because I really think it's over. I really think she's going to win. Um, I feel like I'm cursing myself. I'm going to have to listen to this podcast, but I just, I think it's too big of a deficit. I think it's been over for a while, but the media likes the story. And I think particularly with all the WikiLeaks stuff coming out, people are just tired. Like my, I use my friend Elizabeth who I stayed with this weekend and I call her my one person focus group. Uh, she is a conservative Catholic, but she switches party lines and sort of kind of a classic millennial in a lot of ways. And I was like, well, what do you think about the new email stuff? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm done with the emails. I don't want to hear anything else about the emails. Like, it's just, I just kind of was sort of gate using her as a barometer. And I think she's probably a pretty decent one. I just, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty, my temperature is lukewarm, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I've been resigned about the fact that I'm not going to be excited about the president for a very long time. So that race is less interesting to me than the down ballot races, which we'll talk more about later in the week. So I'm, I'm more focused on the Senate than the presidential race at this point. And then I'm also just kind of eager to see how things shake out in the Republican Party after what I think will be a a very devastating loss. Did you listen to that This American Life I sent you? I haven't yet. Oh, it's so good. It's about what happens in the Republican Party afterwards and what's happening in the Republican Party now. And it's really great. Um, and I just think with the WikiLeaks... I think so much of it is it's just it's confirming people who already hated her like they're eating it up and people are loving it. But as far as I I just can't imagine there's too many people shifting this late. And because the story has been for so long that she's walloping him. I don't know. I just don't know how many people are sort of like Elizabeth and are just tuning it all out. Well, let's talk about WikiLeaks first and then the FBI issue second because I think there's a lot to say about both of them on WikiLeaks I feel like the first point that we have to start with is that it's a big deal if Russia which seems to be the consensus Mm -hmm. that Russia is hacking a campaign's email 
and releasing it. That's a really, like, whatever party you belong to as an American, that's a big deal. Yeah, and it just really, really bothers me. I think that it's bad on so many levels. I think it is incredibly unfair to judge so much of the Clinton staff who dedicate their lives to public service. It's not like they're rolling in the dough working for a presidential campaign and you work 24 seven and to have all these private moments when you were expressing frustration, like I shudder to think if people got access to my emails, what people would think about what I'm writing to my husband and my best friends and coworkers and people I trust. Like, I just think it's awful. And WikiLeaks, you know, Julian Assange's belief in 100% transparency. I just don't think that's a good thing. I'll be honest. I do not think it should be 100% transparency all the time. And the idea that we should just use all this information and judge, you know, freely, it just really bothers me. So let's ask this question. Well, there are two questions that really interest me about this topic. The first question is, once information has been leaked, what is a journalist's obligation? Mm. And then the second question that really interests me about this topic is, how do we restore some trust in our government and find the appropriate balance of transparency? Because I agree with you that reading every email is not the way to do it. But we're kind of in this place now where we don't trust our media outlets enough to say, okay, I believe what they tell me. We don't trust our politicians enough to say, I believe what they tell me. And then our alternative But that's all seems people be, are taking... But that's all people are taking in from WikiLeaks. Sorry to interrupt you, but they're not reading them. People are listening to what media outlets say and what politicians say about the WikiLeaks. Ain't nobody rolling in WikiLeaks reading all the WikiLeaks, please. It's journalists reading that stuff anyway. Well, I think they're reading what's been filtered out for them by whatever source they find to be the most credible, right? Exactly. It's not like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's really not, it's it's still all filtered. But I think there is a difference in... I can read this email and judge for myself versus just unconfirmed sources or sources speaking on a condition of anonymity, say X, Y, Z, right? I think that anonymity is better because that article is providing context. And if you act like that email stands alone, you're doing a disservice to context generally, the campaign, the person, like how, who in their life wants one singular email pick, plucked out and treat it as the story. No, the point of a journalist is that they do the research, they give you the context, they tell you the history so that you can use that one piece of information to, you know, form a more complete opinion. That's the problem with these emails. It's like plucked one out and this is the whole story. No, that's not the whole story. It's one damn email. Well, so this is my question. If if I'm a journalist and all this is leaked, what do I do? I mean, I think my answer is First, you don't write the story without writing how the story came to be. I do mm-hmm. think it we have not discussed enough the implications of of a foreign government yeah delivering this information. And it's just then, almost two bananas. I feel like everybody's sort of blowing it off. Like it's just such an insane thing to think about. Everybody's like, well, I'm sure that's not it. No, that seems to be it. That seems like it might be it. There are so many things happening right now that are bigger than one election. And we're not talking about any of them because we're so obsessed with this one election. And I feel like Russia's involvement is one of those things. It's Mm -hmm. so much bigger than who becomes our president for four years. 
And we need to talk about that. But then the second thing is, I think that I think journalists sort of have to deal with this. I don't yeah. think I mean, they, they can can't, it's not it. like you can be the one that opts out <laughs> while everybody else scoops you. you know, like, that's not how it works. So, but, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much of a choice they have. I think it was interesting when, um, to watch sort of different news outlets based on sort of their structure and their function, make different choices. Like 538 on one of their podcasts was talking about how when Comey came out with his letter, ugh, um, they were like, basically we had to decide, like, are we going to, jump on this immediate say what you know bandwagon or are we going to hold back because we can and see what this really means i wish more people had made the choice they did which was hold back and see what this means because i think that that was covered in a very irresponsible way but well i mean i think that's a question for this entire podcast like what is responsible reporting because i agree with you that comey's letter was covered irresponsibly i have more of an issue I mean, here's my basic, not nuanced summary of the Comey letter. Everyone sucks. That's how I feel about this. No, I feel like James Comey in particular sucks. And I didn't realize this and my husband reminded me. Have you ever heard of this, like, John Ashcroft deathbed story about James Comey? No. There was a story that I heard. Nicholas and I read this and we were like, this is bananas. Like, they were like, it was something about the torture memo and people, you know, Ashcroft, again, Nuance to be found everywhere. Maybe he could be my compliment for the other side. He was like really pushing against a lot of that. And they tried to, there was like some deadline, I don't know, some interpretation. And it was, and the story I heard at the time was like, they rushed it to his bedside deathbed. And he was still like, no, I'm not doing that. And now come to find out that was James Comey. And sort of like the interpretation now of that in context with his current behavior is just like, dude likes the drama. Dude likes the drama. He wants to be talked about. He wants to be in the, public eye and i just think this is more the same coming from mr deathbed i have no problem with james comey whatsoever in this i got a big problem well let me say why we are special breakfast people here at pantsu politics but not just when beth and i are on the road the truth is i want something warm from the oven every saturday morning and sunday morning it's just the truth it makes it feel special makes it feel exciting i don't want to work at it so the first time i ever saw wild grain which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pantsuit. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day. Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So I understand why Clinton supporters hate this. I I think that the Clinton team has overreacted. I think Republicans have overreacted. I think the media completely lost its mind. If you are James Comey and you get wind of the fact that there are more emails related to the Clintons, First of all, you have to die a little inside, right? Because don't you want desperately for this to be over? Now, I understand that you're saying you think he relishes No, I don't think this. he does. Yes. I think an average person would think, please, God, let this be false. I do not want any more of this. And then you've testified before Congress. You have a rabid congressional investigative body that that is just itching to find something here. On the other side, you have Democrats who are desperate to just get Hillary Clinton elected so we can all stop talking about this. And what are you to do? Because I think if he had not... Sup- Either way, he's going to have people saying... I mean, I heard Harry Reid saying today that he violated the violated Hatch Act. Violated the Hatch Act. Yes, I, I think that is such an overreach. Either way, somebody was going to say he broke the law. If he didn't supplement his testimony, you would have had congressional well, he- Republicans saying it. Now you've got Democrats saying it. And he wrote a vague letter. Yes, he did. Because he doesn't know anything for real right now. I mean, I, I just think... Before I go criticizing him on this, we all have to step back and realize that every single option available to him was a horrible option. Yeah, I wholeheartedly disagree with that assessment. I think my I was willing to give him a massive amount and did. I wasn't on his podcast bitching about James Comey, even though a lot of Democrats were. I was willing to give him a lot of benefit of the doubt with the press conference. Until now, I think I've gotten a fuller picture of the fact that he is acting in an abnormal way. He's not this poor guy stuck in these abnormal circumstances. His reaction to these circumstances are abnormal. He had plenty of cover to take. The FBI does not comment on these things and hasn't for a long time. I mean, how many times have you seen a prosecutor come out and say, yeah, I have no basis for the charges, but they really messed up. No, that's not your job. 
you're not a judge. You're not to say, but again, gave him a pass on that. But I'm done giving him a pass. It was vague. It was unnecessary. It was 11 days before the election. He could have taken cover under the advice of the attorney general and let her take all the hits. He had cover to take. He had better choices than the one he took. I do not feel bad for him. And I didn't even understand sort of the depth of um, sort of the lopsidedness of this. Like you're talking about how concerned you are about the Russian emails, but he's not out there being like, well, let me just be forthcoming about all that. You know, like, no, I'm done with him. I'm 10 kinds of done with James Comey. This is an abnormal situation, though. We have a candidate for president who, while serving as secretary of state, there was an investigation about how she maintained classified information. I mean, this there's nothing normal going on here. There's nothing normal about the way Congress is functioning in relation to this. There's nothing normal about these two options for president. There's nothing normal about the fact that today I'm yeah, listening to Patrick. Yeah, but he's now made the FBI one more thing that's acting abnormally, where he could have just plugged, he just could have shut it out and been like taking cover under past behavior and said, this is how we always do things. This is how we're going to continue to do things and kept on his FBI path. But he didn't want people talking about the FBI. He wanted people talking about James Comey. And that's what we're sitting here doing. And it's because of his behavior. And no, I don't think so. I don't, I have no sympathy for him anymore. I think he's broken protocol way too much. And now he's made the FBI one more political body, which is the last thing we needed. The FBI was going to be a political body one way or another as soon as they had to start investigating these emails. I mean, I understand where you're coming from on this, but I also think it's important to realize we would not be here had we never had this issue about the emails. Like, Well, he would, have been not- into, he would have been investigating a hack from Russia. That's but that's a to- that's a totally unrelated issue, though. Like, I don't see why what that, that has to do with though? this. That, why? What does that have to do with the existence of of Huma Abedin's emails to Hillary Clinton's private server on Anthony? I'm Wieners just saying, computer? if you're talking about the FBI getting dragged into, in a political way into this election, how is that any different? I think that that has nothing to do with either candidate. That has to do with a foreign government. Yeah, but that's not what they're finding, right? I mean, there's a lot of talk that there might be some connection to Trump. There's a lot of talk that there might be some connection to Trump, but there isn't an investigation that I'm aware of going That's on. That's not what that I'm path. reading. I didn't read that they were investigating that. I I just think that like we have we can't absolve Hillary. Like there is an extent of this situation was caused by her conduct, right? And you can say that her conduct was legal, illegal, unwise, totally justified whatever. But this is an issue that she created. But I don't think that gave, just because, again, we can go into what I think about the investigation or email. But even if that, again, if that created an abnormal situation, fine. Then the FBI should have maintained the normalness of its processes and not responded to an abnormal situation with breaking its processes and behaving abnormally, which is what James Comey has done over and over and over again. That's why I'm just like, again, I gave him the benefit of the doubt first time. I'm done with him. Yeah. Like, I think it's about him. We're not going to find agreement on this because I, I think that the way Congress is not functioning and the way the Clinton campaign is functioning, if I were James Comey and someone called me and said, we have more emails, the first thing I would have done was call the best lawyers that I knew to advise he did me the attorney general and she this. said don't do it <laughs> but the attorney general doesn't advise him personally if congress decided that he was perjuring himself by not supplementing the record the attorney general is going to cut bait on james comey in a second 
So I, I mean, I just, I don't know what choices he had here. I'm not saying he made the right one. I have no idea if he did or he didn't, but we talk all the time about giving public officials the benefit of the doubt and some grace. And I'm doing that in this situation. I think this yeah, is I horrible. did it the first time. He used all mine up. I don't think though, I agree with you about the fact that I don't think this is going to move the meter because I think Hillary Clinton is, I think Hillary Clinton is, is making a weird strategic decision and deciding to run against the FBI on this. Like to me, if the answer is there's nothing to see here, then why not just say there's nothing to see here? I think this is odd, but you know what? Review every email. I'm not worried about it and, and move on and show us that it's going to be fine when she takes over in January and has to work with this FBI director. I think the strategy is strange. Um, but I but I think she's right in saying that people have made up their minds about the emails. And I, I don't think there's any hay to be made of that. I actually think that this was kind of a windfall to her campaign in the sense that we're talking about this instead of about sort of the Bill Clinton Inc. and some of the other things that came out in WikiLeaks. So in that way, it's not a great story for her, but it's a better one than what the story could have been. And I just think sometimes it gets lost that like... I just feel like we have this conversation about how Hillary Clinton and her campaign is because we have every email they've ever sent. And we sort of miss the fact that we don't have this from the other side. And how would the discussion be if we did? And shouldn't we discuss the fact that we don't? And doesn't, I mean, I just feels like, oh, goody, a chance to pass judgment on every single thing every member of the Clinton team has ever done when it's unprecedented to have this much, you know, have all these personal um, private emails from the campaign. I don't know. It just bugs me. Well, like I'm positive that I would not feel better about the world if we had every single email from the RNC, from the Trump campaign. I mean, I'm, I'm certain that I would be um, even less excited about the Republican Party than I am today if we had all that information. I will say, though, that the, the what I'm referring to in terms of the Clinton campaign's reaction is like the public reaction this week. Uh, there no, are two I mean, I things. thought... I thought she had to come out there and say, that's fine. Great. Show us. What is it? Is that what you're talking about? Her her press conference? I thought there were two things that were weird. One, the complete decision to go hard against the FBI that James, like it almost sounded today from all of the clips that I heard of her talking that she was running against James Comey now. And I think that's a weird strategic decision. I think it would have been better to stay super calm about this. Nothing to see here. That's, that's what I would have gone for. But the other thing that I think has been weird. But they did is, that the first time, right? I, I mean, I, I think that there has always been a sense uh, from the Clinton campaign of like, this is overblown. We're being persecuted. And I mean, that's fine. But I feel like the decision to blast the FBI today was a strange one. The other thing that I think is a little strange is the the early voting refrain, like that you should just go vote right now. Um I get that early voting probably insulates the campaign from the drip, drip, drip effect of this, which I think is non-existent in a media narrative. I do think people are kind of firm on where they're voting right now. But it sounds like if you're a Clinton skeptic and you hear, go vote right now, it almost sounds like go vote right now before anything else comes out. And I don't think that's what they mean, but I think it's an unwise way to talk about this. I mean, I don't know. I think that they gave I my perception again, and it's sort of why I did not feel like they blasted him, even though I heard sort of administrative law experts and people that knew what the FBI usually did being like, 
dude, that was not normal what James Comey did. But I didn't hear that coming from the Clinton campaign as much with the first time. But I think now, deservedly so, they're like, forget you. Like, this is absurd because it sort of is. But again, probably not going to agree on that. We're, we're not. And listen, it's not like I'm advocating for Donald Trump to be our president because of all this. What The reason that my conclusion from this is sort of everyone sucks is that it highlights to me the fact that we couldn't trust our media to have any kind of measured response whatsoever. And then the next day, the media like blamed James Comey for its own freak out. Like they had the actual text of his letter day one and speculated wildly about what it meant. And then on day two, we're kind of like, he should have known we would speculate wildly. That's irresponsible. And I think that Jason Chaffetz is irresponsible in the way he talks about everything related to Hillary Clinton. And I think the Clinton campaign, I mean, I, I continue to have questions about the, the ethical principles guiding that campaign. That doesn't mean I think Donald Trump should be our president. I don't. But I'm worried overall. Like, I just think overall, I do not have a lot of confidence in any person related to our governance or our reporting on our governance. I'm sort of coming, beginning to get frustrated with that argument because I hear that a lot. And now I'm not talking about you, but I get a lot engaged with people and they're like, yeah, but Hillary Clinton is a corrupt, corrupt criminal. I mean, I don't like Donald Trump either, but she's awful. And it just really gets under my skin because I don't feel like she's being treated fairly. I don't feel, I feel like because there's a glut of information about her from, from these private emails and it, it creates an even more unfair environment and this sort of self-perpetuating, you know, my friend Jesse did this really great, um, he writes for Rolling Stone and he used to work with me on the Clinton campaign and he calls it the outrage cycle. And he says, if you start with the assumption that Clinton is corrupt, then of course Comey's letter is the biggest story of the election. After all, even if the FBI hasn't reviewed the emails, there must be something in them. They're emails. We know there's something wrong with Clinton's emails because we keep hearing about our emails are connected to some grave scandal. If nothing else, it raises a question. Certainly a shadow is looming over her campaign. And it's like, it's just this cycle. It's like, she's corrupt. So this, so that, I mean, I don't, uh, I'm there, just sort of There are frustrated. two separate buckets of emails here though. Right. So there are the campaign But that's not how everybody reacted. (laughs) It's not. But but when I'm making this point, the emails that have been leaked from her campaign, we should not have seen. I absolutely agree with that. Those are private emails. I don't feel good about the fact that they're in the public realm. I especially don't feel good about the fact that they're in the public realm because of Russia. The emails from the State Department, though, are emails from the State Department that are subject to FOIA requests that should be part of the public record. And those I have no problem with us knowing about. And then there's this amorphous area around the Clinton Global Initiative. And where I have a problem with the, the guiding philosophies of the Clinton universe are the intersection of public and private interests. And I don't feel like I'm relying on conspiracy theory or sexism or anything in questioning the ties between these organizations, the unconscious impacts that a donation here has on policy over there, and the interconnectedness of these relationships. And the Clintons are not the only family that I have these questions about, but they are uniquely in the spotlight right now because two of them have wanted to be president. 
right? And that's it. That is an everything about the Clintons is unusual. It just is. And but I don't know if that's true every time. I don't think if it's ever true every time that it's unusual, or if people just assume it's unusual and treat it as if it's unusual. Like he's, you know, he says this is the outrage cycle. Hillary Clinton is corrupt. Therefore, we must investigate her. Therefore, we must uncover evidence. Is to have two people who have been married to each other wanting to be president. And all. Yeah, but that situation with her foundation is, even though, yes, that who they are is unusual, I promise you what was happening within the Clinton Foundation is not that unusual. No, no, no. I think that the revolving door between politics and money is not at all unusual. Right. But the fa- they keep and I don't circling think around. the situation is that unusual either. And that's what bothers me. This is I don't a... think it's that unusual from the way other public officials handled email, but suddenly hers is some big investigation and proof that she's corrupt when really she's not that abnormal and she's not doing anything that differently than anybody else. But because Hillary Clinton is corrupt and we all know it, then it must be proof of something. And so we have to turn it into more than it is. And the fact that we can't just say like, yeah, but other people have done this too. Why is this such a big damn deal? It just feels like that a lot of the time. I think it feels like that to every Clinton supporter, which is why the dialogue gets harder and harder because to me it is so plainly problematic and to you it is so obviously not a problem and we're all diverging on these paths and this is why to, the most important question in my mind because i think she's going to win the election by a lot the most important question in my mind is how does she pick up these pieces in january what's happened over the last week I think will influence the election less than it will influence our feelings about our institutions going forward. Because now everybody has this feeling. Republicans like me are concerned about the this sort of, we have good intentions, trust us, but we don't play by the same rules as everybody else thing that we think is going into the White House. Democrats like you now think the FBI and Russia and the Republican Party and whomever else are conspiring to take this election away from Hillary Clinton. And as as we know, congressional investigations will surface during her, her presidency. Everybody's going to stay entrenched in their positions about that. So how do we move forward? I think that's the big question right now. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. 
Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code Pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code podcast15. Yeah, because I just think, you know, I think we're still, you know, I think it's a she's abnormal and people react. And I say she's normal and people react abnormally. I just don't believe that Hillary Clinton and well, maybe not Bill Clinton, but I just don't think that there's anything she's doing. I forgot the word you just used, but I thought, nope, see, I disagree with that fundamental characterization of them as sort of outside the norm of this behavior. I just because I think once you once you then it becomes Hillary Clinton is this either corrupt or too ambitious or abnormal. And I think it's easy to say, like, well, that's not being driven on any part by my part by sexism or historical mistreatment of the Clintons in the press. But really, you can't pull those apart. Right. None of us can. None of us can say, like, how did Travelgate influence us? How does this whole generation growing up with Benghazi and all this, how does it influence them? Like her per- people's perception of her is such a complicated mix of unfair coverage. I mean, I don't know that's at this point, like it's not just Clinton supporters. Like there's studies on the fact that she is treated differently than other and has been from the beginning. But and listen, I'm not saying the that's the whole media, answer. The whole media right now is trying to make sure that she gets elected. Like, Donald Trump, I never agree with him about anything, but he said a true thing this week in response to Joe Biden making the comment about, I'd like to take him behind the high school and beat him up, whatever. And Donald Trump said, think about what what the reaction would have been if I had said that. And that was correct. Like every... the. 
the entire establishment has decided Donald Trump is a horrible idea. I agree with that. And they are working with her campaign, basically, to make this not happen. And so I think that this idea that she is constantly abused by the media and unfairly treated is an old one, in addition to some of the ideas against her that are old ones. But I am tired of the critique that because the Clintons have ever been treated unfairly, that must mean that every concern about them is invalid. That That's crazy to me, too. I'm not too. saying it's one or the other. I'm not saying binary. I'm just saying... It sounds binary. All, even... <laughs> I'm just saying, even, first of all, every, even if Donald, everybody thinks Donald Trump is a dictator sent from hell, that doesn't erase the gendered coverage of Hillary Clinton. This is not going to end that overnight. It's just not. Like, it's still there. It's still happening. And it's also not going to erase historical attitudes built up about around her. That's why the, that's why the people who like the Clintons carry that coverage like a cross, because you can't undo it. You can't undo the way they've talked about her for 30 decades. That's why you have the gap in people that know her and people that don't. Because for 30 years, she's been portrayed as something, in my experience, that she is not. And that's why we carry that as such a cross. Because it's frustrating. And because you can't undo it. And you can't fix it. And it's so frustrating when it just keeps, the, the bricks keep getting higher and higher and built up and built up. And look, it's not stopping her. She's going to be the president. It's going to be great. But like, it's just... And it's so, and I think what my friend was getting at with the cycle is it just feels so perpetuating. It's like they can't ever catch her. It's like they call him Slick Willie. So we just know they're doing something wrong. We just can't get at what. So we'll just keep trying until something sticks. And really what we've done over time, we can't get one thing, but we've built this a mass of suspicion and investigations and impeachments until really all we could pin on them was a blowjob. And so it just, it just gets, it's, it's just so frustrating if you know them or you've worked for them and you like them or especially her and you feel like this person is trying to do good and all, and she's like coded and, and, and totally covered up. And look, that's even affect my perception of her at times. And so it's just, you know, it's frustrating for me as a supporter. I'm sure it's frustrating for her staff, people who dedicate their lives to electing her. I don't even want to know how she feels about it. And I know I think that Ezra Klein's con- description of them is fatalistic about it. Again, because you can't undo that. Even if we've all decided like, oh, Travelgate was bullshit. There's still people carrying that cross on their back. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... That's why if, that's why people get so frustrated because it's not like we can undo the damage done by all those unfair witch hunts. Well, clearly we are not going to come to common ground on this topic <laughs> because look to me. And we're way over our 15, 20 minutes. Well, we are. But the thing that I think is important is that we have to be able to both acknowledge where she has been unfairly covered and where there have been overblown allegations. I mean, that's why I thought James Comey's analysis where he said, I think she really screwed up and it wasn't criminal was about the most fair thing anyone could have said, because I think she really screwed up and I don't think she belongs in jail, you know? And so I think we have to be able to be realistic about what's going on and we have to be able to hold all of our politicians accountable. And I don't I don't want to be in a binary. I mean, that's where I am. I don't want to be in this situation where I have to think Hillary Clinton is absolved of any wrongdoing or above any reproach because 
her life has been difficult and and she has suffered from sexism and she has suffered from unfair scrutiny. So it's I, I think I, I think the one thing that we can agree on is that it's it's not this or that there there has to be some shade of gray in the middle there. I agree. <laughs> Reluctantly. <laughs> Um, okay, so predictions right now, I think we've covered. We both think that she is going to win. I think the question is just by how much. I really don't even think it's going to be close. I mean, they're still talking about states as toss-ups. I, I just don't see it. Yeah, Nate Silvers is really, like, hedging, like, being so careful. I'm like, just shut up. Just tell me she's going to win. It's all I go to your website for anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be close. So... All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up for now because we have gone much longer than we intended to. We'll be back with you tomorrow to talk about more things. And I hope that there are no new earth shattering um, scandals, but you never know. Until then, we will do our best and hope that you will too to keep it new on stone.